Hello everybody, welcome to the Chenzor Dynasty. My name is James Chen here on twitch.tv slash jchenzor. I am your host, James Chen, aka jchenzor. And today on the Chen Reaction, as I usually start most of my stream days with a topic about the fighting game community that I just kind of want to get into and discuss. Uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about the announcements from Dragon Ball Finals this past weekend. They did indeed announce a Season 3 so that they are going to continue supporting the game, which is very exciting for the Dragon Ball fans out there. On top of that, however, they announced a bunch of uh, new characters and, most importantly, some system changes for the game that, uh, frankly, have me kind of excited for what's to come for Season 3. Uh, obviously, uh, Dragon Ball, I mean, I know, you know, I haven't been the biggest Dragon Ball Fighters fan in the past couple of years, and, but, however, I know there's a lot of people that have started to kind of feel very similar in a lot of ways, that, you know, the game has grown a little bit stale, that, you know, some characters are too strong, you know, the, the, the mix-ups, the, the snapback mix-up is a little bit too powerful, etc., etc. Well, um... It seems like they're addressing a lot of really neat things here. So, for example, uh, one of the announcements that they actually talked about for the next season is that they're going to let all the characters have three assists, just like Marvel. So now, when you pick a character, you have one of three assists that you can pick for the character, which opens things up wildly, which really changes things, and really now, all of a sudden, gives people the ability to start crafting some really unique kind of teams. Like, we're not going to assume that, like, like, oh, obviously this beam assist is good, but all of a sudden, someone might come up with some crazy setup with some just with the proper synergy of two different assists or something like that. And I think that's going to really open things up and it's going to be really cool. And it's going to buff a bunch of characters too. Uh, one of the things that the producer said, um, she actually said that, uh, what's her name? Hiroki, I think it is. I want to make sure I get it right. I want to make sure I get her name right because she's awesome and I don't want to misspeak the name. If anybody out there... Yeah, exactly. Krillin's not just throwing rocks anymore. He's got a beam assist, which is going to be huge. Which is going to be super important for him. And, uh, you know, it's just... It opens up so much. And what I really liked was... Um, let me see. What's her name? What does she say here? Um, Hiroki. Yes, I was right. Uh, Hiroki actually said that she doesn't feel like she wants people to pick characters because of the assist. She's hoping to expand the, the, the character choice, you know, because now people can pick who they want. Because the thing is, you wouldn't pick Krillin before because his rock assist wasn't particularly useful. So now, all of a sudden, having a beam assist, having a different kinds of assist is really going to open up a lot of characters. And I think that is super cool. I'm, I'm really, really happy about that. Um, now, they are adding uh, a, some sort of comeback mechanic. No one's really sure exactly how it works, but... In some of the clips that people saw, it seems like there's some sort of, I don't know if it's like an X-Factory kind of thing, but like the, the one character remaining just does a ton of damage, like the level 3 just drains all this life and everything like that. So there might be a little bit of an X-Factor factor in the game as well. Uh, we're not sure how that works. We're not sure. I mean, obviously, that sounds kind of uh, uh, scary. Oh, the, the, the damage is the same, huh? According to uh, Makeikes, Makeikes, uh, Makeikes RV. Uh, the damage is the same as he does now. Hmm. I'll have to do some more research on that one to see how that works over there. But yeah, um, there is going to be some sort of new mechanic in that way. But then another thing that they said that they're doing is that the snapbacks are going to be a lot weaker now. Before, when you snap back, when you snapped back an enemy, you had a lot of time to set up an incoming mix-up. 
However, now it sounds like when you snap someone back, as soon as you snap them, the guy jumps in almost instantaneously, which is really funny because you can tell when the game came out that they didn't want incoming mix-ups because when you kill the character, you actually did the intro thing where they do the bam, you know, the stretchy arm and bow, you know, kind of thing. And then, uh, so they didn't want a lot of the incoming mix-ups, yet somehow they left in the snapback one. And of course that was going to end up being the most potent mechanic because as we've seen from Marvel history, incoming mix-up is one of the most powerful tools in the game. So if you even give people an option to create an incoming mix-up, that is where people are going to go. So if they've reduced the ability for you to get a mix-up on a snapback kind of situation, that really opens up the game, sets it back to neutral anymore, really weakens the power of the snapback. So uh, I think that's uh, kind of neat. Now, I did like the idea of the snapback being powerful because of the fact that you would uh, get to see more character orders and stuff like that. We may end up in a situation where like MVC2, for example, you almost always see the same character order and you very rarely get to see it get too mixed up because, uh, you know, the snapbacks a lot of times just weren't worth it. It was just better to kill the character straight up, uh, at least in MVC3 three that was the case as well um so i'm curious to see how that's gonna work out i mean maybe they can make it so that if you snap someone out that you gain a level of meter or something like that just give you a reward for snapping somebody out to not have the mix-up because otherwise you know why would you want to snap someone out outside of disrupting order and stuff but having the three assists now so now having characters with more powerful assists might make it so that the snapping people and mixing up their order and getting rid of the good assist might be even more important so there's a lot of uh, really cool concepts coming to this game a lot of cool ideas and personally I would like to see them take it all the way. I want to see Dragon Ball Fighters take it all the way, right? Now, uh, they did say that they were more willing to maybe do some more mid-season changes, system changes. So maybe this will happen in the future. But putting in three assists like this, right? Having some sort of pseudo X-Factory kind of thing. I feel like they're really kind of just making this game marvel, right? Now that, you know, MVCI is considered one of the... Uh, you know, uh, less played games now. There is no modern day Marvel really outside of like Dragon Ball and, and, and Blaze Blue. I, I'm cross tag battle, I should say. Uh, I really feel like they should just take it all away. I think they should just take that all away with Dragon Ball Fighters. I really would like to see a push block. I really, really honestly would like to see a push block in the game. Make it cost a meter. Like in uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, maybe even make it cost two meters or something. But, you know, we've seen the sequences where someone can get locked down for a very long period of time and they just have to sit there and block and they just have to sit there and block. And while it's amazing while we see them blocking like that, uh, that is something that's kind of reserved for Goichi and, 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 the, and the strongest players out there that are going to be able to block the whole entire thing. Uh, just adding in a push block. I mean, I know they have the reflect, the deflect mechanic, but that costs no meter. So if you're good and you want to deflect at the right timing and push them away, you have that option. But if you are just getting rushed down and are scared, I think having a push block option would be actually kind of nice in the game, especially if the assists are going to get a little more potent. If most characters are going to have some sort of beam assist, then the lockdowns are going to be a lot crazier. And if the lockdowns are a lot crazier, especially with explosions and beams on the screen where you can't see your character, etc., etc., uh, I think having a push block in there might be kind of nice. I, I really do think uh, uh, it would help. Now, having said that, having said that, you see in the chat right there, there yo has actually mentioned that a push block would destroy the game at a top level. That is probably true because it already is so hard to open up someone like Goichi even without push block, right? Having said that, if you do add push block in the game, you will also have to add in 
some extra form of offense. You would have to buff offense up uh, to balance that, to make it work. Because a push block would be such a potent defensive mechanic that you would have to add something on the other side, on the offense, to make up for it. Maybe make six H's, uh, six M overheads comboable without assists, right? Just make it so that you can just do them and everybody can combo off of them raw. You know, something like that, right? If you're going to do uh, something like a push block, then I think that would actually be um, pretty reasonable to have it so that everyone could just 6M into combo just by themselves. 6M link into 1, 1, you know, AA, etc., etc., like that. I think... Um, uh, that would be really, really cool. Now, you know, some people are talking about the, the situation where a push block would cause a normal to whiff and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, the, you would have to do a lot of balance changes to it. But the reason why I think I just want it, because I just want that, like Dragon Ball now is in an open field because there is no Marvel game right there That's that's a major Marvel game that's being played right now. There's a whole like space out there that I think they can take. <laughs> I think they can take it because right now even Marvel players a lot of the times aren't playing much Dragon Ball, right? But if you just add that in there and you've already got the three assists in there now, I just feel like you know there's a maybe let people cancel stuff on whiff. You know I can't remember now. I don't think you can. Can you cancel it on whiff in this game? Like in Marvel games, can you do normal in the cancel? I forget now. If you're whiffing, I don't think you can, right? I don't think you can, right? I mean, advancing guard is push block, right? Yeah, you can only whiff cancel into vanish, right? That's what it was. So if you just let people whiff cancel normals into specials, then push block isn't so bad, right? Because if you see yourself get pushed away and you whiff a normal, you cancel that right away into a key blast or into a special move or something like that. You really kind of open up the craziness of the game. Now, again, I am not a Dragon Ball Fighters player, right? So all the stuff that I'm suggesting right now could obviously be super blasphemous to Dragon Ball Fighters players out there. And they're like, we don't want Marvel. Like, we like our game the way it is. So uh, obviously, the suggestions I'm making are coming from a very biased standpoint of trying to create a brand new kind of Marvel. Chip damage would be cool, etc., etc. Sovereign King, yes! <laughs> Yes, that would just turn the game straight up into Marvel. And I kind of, that's kind of where I'm going with it. Someone once asked me how I would balance uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken a long time ago. And I started describing all my situations and I was like, I'm turning this game into ST. <laughs> I was just trying to create another Super Turbo. <laughs> So yes, uh, I, I, I kind of uh, am kind of pushing that way. Obviously, it, it is great that they do something different, that they're trying to be something different, but I just feel like there's this whole market out there of Marvel players just waiting for something like that. So yeah, that's true. Chip damage on specials will reduce the amount of blocking because the fender would want to get away. So uh, guard break might be a little messed up. <laughs> Guard break might be, I mean, the, the incoming mix-ups are already bad enough uh, as it is, so. Okay, so Sovereign King, as a Marvel player, would just like to keep it the way it is. I would just like to see, I, I almost kind of want to see the game a little more, a little more wild. That's just me, that's just me, so. Uh, but, you know, outside of that, uh, some interesting announcements. Obviously, uh, Ultra Instinct Goku is being added. Another Goku. How many Gokus are in this game? Like, not even the, the, the troll Goku counts. Like, isn't this person, like, one-fourth Goku? Like, seriously, there's, like, already, like, 700 Gokus in the game. Um, six Gokus. Uh, there's six Gokus in the game. There's GT Goku, Goku, Blue Goku... Uh, regular Goku, uh, and now Ultra Instinct Goku, and then, uh, jeez, <laughs> oh, it's, it's crazy. Um, having said that, though, uh, they are adding Kefla to the game. Now, I don't know much about the cast. Uh, I do have friends who are very into the cast, and I know they're super happy to see Kefla being added to the game. I'm frankly just happy to see another uh, female character being added to the roster, another girl adding to the roster, who doesn't actually require the help from a guy. 
<laughs> like, I don't know if this is intentional. It's probably more just like they want to have more characters so they can show off more of the characters and the lore. So, you know, but I mean, Android, uh, Android, the, the, God, I don't even know which androids are which ones right now. Android 18 is the girl, and she had 17, but then 17 became his own character anyway, and Videl gets helped by a guy as well. Uh, Android 21 is the only girl in the game who doesn't have help from a guy as part of their basic moveset, and now finally it looks like... Uh, um, it seems like uh, Kefla's in that direction as well, too. So uh, that that's kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, 18, that's brother. But, I mean, 17 doesn't have 18 help him out while he's fighting, right? If I'm not mistaken. If not, not mistaken. So, any case, I just think it's nice just to uh, put more variety in the cast anyway. So it's, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of things that are going on with uh, the game uh, seems like it's pretty exciting. Seems like it's pretty cool. And the fact that they said that they might be more willing to do big changes to the game during the course of the season sounds like a, a really, really nice uh change of philosophy than what they've been doing before. Before, they've been mostly letting the game rock during the year. And uh, unfortunately, that ha I mean, obviously, there's two paths, right? You either don't patch it and people get frustrated, or you patch it too often, as NRS did in the past. They don't do that anymore. Uh, but in the past, you patch it too much, and it becomes hard to keep track of, etc., etc. There is a nice middle ground balance. I really do feel like most games should try treat post-evo as a patch moment, right? Shout out Sarakurai uh, for the raid. Thank you very much. Uh, I do feel like that post-evo is a perfect time to patch the game because a lot of games come out with their new season around this time, around January, February. They come out with a brand new season, a bunch of changes and stuff like that. Then you let them rock. Then you play at evo. And then evo, you'll really see where the most things are abused because people save things for nationals, right? And so you'll see the most abusive thing at evo. And then you can patch it a little bit maybe in late August or something based off of what you see at evo. And then let that rock and then by the end of the year you'll have something a little more balanced off that so big changes at the beginning of the year minor changes balance changes and maybe adding in a small system change or something like that just something to fix a lot of the issues of the game halfway through the year post evo and then uh you can have something great for the world tour at the end i think that would actually be uh, really cool. I think that would be a great way to do that. So, and shout outs to all these names in the chat. Those Theriu, uh, Spike Master Z, Makex or Make Ikes, uh, and HK Riders, etc. So I've seen some of you before, but a lot of you uh, seem. Uh, I, I I haven't seen the usernames here before. So thank you for joining in and hanging out and checking out uh, the stream. But, um, yeah, so that's the thing, HK Riders. At first, I was like, I wasn't sure that Dragon Ball was going to make it back to EVO. And when I heard it was going to make it back to EVO, I wasn't actually particularly excited. And again, uh, this is biased for me because the, uh, Dragon Balls is not Dragon Ball Fighters is not the game that I particularly was enamored to play-wise, right? I didn't really enjoy playing it as much. But seeing that they're going to add all these changes to Season 3 now, and really kind of try to shake things up. Now I'm excited. Now I'm really eager to see Dragon Ball Fighters at EVO because I can't wait to see how the shakeup is going to affect the game. It actually really has breathed, breathed a, lot new, a lot of new life into the game. And it's something that I think uh, fighting games need to do more of, you know, really consider between the seasons to try to shake things up. Street Fighter V did that with the second V triggers in Season 3 and now the second V skill and Street Fighter V, you know, I feel like maybe, uh, I mean, Tekken's done some stuff. They added the wall bounces, you know. Uh, obviously, uh, unfortunately for them, Leroy ended up being a little too strong. But, you know, uh, uh, I just feel like fighting games need to do that a little bit more. Try to shake things up 
as the game goes along. So I'm really, really happy to see that Dragon Ball Fighters is willing to do something this different. You know, try to. This is this is a significant change. This is a this is a very so some people are thinking, well, you'll just find the best assist. And you'll everybody will just focus on that assist. So in the end, it's not going to matter anyway. That's actually not true because, like I said, because of the fact that characters like Krillin are going to get a really good assist, that hit is going to get a really good assist, that opens them up as characters. The assists were so, you know, important. GG Goku having this up diagonal beam was just like, it was so good, right? Especially on snapback mix-ups and stuff like that. So, you know, you really did need to have a good assist, right? I mean, when the game first came out, Vegeta was everywhere because his assist was clearly the best. And so, you know, ha having it set up now so that you can pick your characters more on because you like the way they play and they could do cool things and you're not nerfing yourself with a crappy assist where they throw a rock, you know, is going to make a big difference and we're gonna see a lot more wild teams now we're gonna see a, probably a much larger character variety and I think that's a uh, really 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 cool I think that's gonna be a lot of fun so um, <laughs> letting the intros rock of course <gasps> I mean that's one of the best things about the game is that if you are, are a fan of Dragon Ball I mean man this game is it's it's still it's still one of the biggest love letters to one of your favorite franchises ever. It's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. So, uh, so it's going to make a big difference casually, but I'm afraid it might not make a big difference competitively. Yeah, uh, I mean, I can see where you're coming from, Therio. But uh, it's at least we have this option now. At least we have this option uh, to try it out, and we will see a lot more variety. I mean, even in something like UMVC3, which we thought were good, was going to scroll down the uh, Virgil Zero path, really didn't. It really fleshed itself out, and we have guys like Sacktab who are just like coming up with the craziest teams, like. People have argued with me that you can't win that game without air dash and blah, blah, blah. And Sacktap is like getting second place, almost winning big tournaments with Hagger, Ghost Rider, Arthur, right? I mean, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I think uh, I really do. I, I really do hope that it does open things up and really all of a sudden you get to see now the true potential of what all the characters can do because before they were way too limited by their assist usage and so I do feel like you know at this point this will help a lot uh, to let people experiment with characters a little bit more. We used to see uh, Toki from San Diego play a really mean Krillin but he probably just couldn't win because in the end the rock assist wasn't that good right? So he always had Krillin on point, but then, you know, if he ever got snapped, then he just didn't do anything. So it would be really, really interesting uh, to see how it works that way. So <laughs> Super Saiyan Phoenix, right? <laughs> I don't know how UMVC3 is a bad example. <laughs> I think UMVC3 is a great example. Um, you can come up with a lot of crazy things in that game, so... Yeah, I know. There was definitely more problems with Krillin, but, I mean, early on, Toki made it work. Early on, he made it work, so... I just feel like low-tier heroes are going to have a little bit more juice. That's all. And, you know, the fact that Krillin is not good, but the fact that his assist is awful made it just... It was just like the, the you know, twisting the knife kind of thing, right? If you actually could have him be a good assist, we'll see more low-tier heroes uh, emerge. Sure, they might not be the best, but low-tier heroes are always fun to watch in fighting games and always fun to root for, etc., etc. Smash Brothers and Tekken for EVO 2020 is going to be as hype as Gil Seraphic Queen. <laughs> Dude, there's going to be a lot of great stuff at EVO this year. It's going to be pretty exciting to see how everything goes. Uh... <coughs> So Blue Goku, according to HK writers, is a perfect example of a character who was held back by his assist. Now he'll be great. So, uh, yeah, really excited to see uh, how it's going to go. 
Uh, yeah, Doom Virgil was supposed to dominate overall, but like I said, if you actually watch recent tournaments, it's not as bad as uh, you remembered it to be. It really kind of isn't as bad as it was before. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Uh, UMVC3 has expanded a lot. Uh, thinking that Doom and Virgil dominate right now means uh, I feel like you haven't had a chance to watch it of late because it's really kind of not like that now. <laughs> so, um, in any case, uh, I think this is going to be cool. I think this is going to be great. For Dragon Ball Fighters, I'm excited for it now, and again, that's pretty cool because, like I said, I haven't been very excited about the game in a while. But seeing this, and I really am excited to see what people are going to come up with, how it's going to grow, how it's going to become a much uh, more fully fleshed out game. I mean, some people are saying it. I've heard this opinion from a lot of people. Should have been like this since the beginning. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, whatever. It's like that now right it's like that now it's like if we all said man street fighter 5 should have came out with two v triggers and two as two v skill shoulda coulda woulda right whatever whatever at this point i don't care it has it now and that's cool <laughs> like let's celebrate the fact that it's going to get it now and that we're going to get some awesome new uh juice coming out of this game that we're going to get some cool stuff coming out of the game this coming year i'm excited for dragon ball fighters i can't wait to see what the players do with the game and uh i think it's going to be a great year for the game so uh shout outs to the dragon ball fighters community out there uh you know shout outs to you guys getting into evo again shout outs to you know a wonderful event this last weekend i didn't get a chance to watch much of it but i heard production value everything on it was on point uh, Goichi, congratulations to Goichi, congratulations to Kill Sage for that third place finish, as well as uh, Apology Man and Super Noon, three American players in the top eight. That's really cool. Obviously, just as a homer, you know, glad to see the U.S. doing well in the game. But I'm excited for Dragon Ball Fighters this year. Can't wait to see where it goes. And, uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are here watching this on YouTube, thanks for checking this out. I am going to be doing a Q&A section if you want to listen to the Q&A section as well. Just look for that here as well on YouTube.com slash UltraChenTV. If you're here on Twitch, don't go anywhere. I'm going to jump back to the title screen and then I will come back and we'll do the Ask Jay Chenzor Q&A portion of the show and uh, so you do not want to go anywhere, stick around for that. But if you guys enjoy the content, enjoy the stuff that I'm talking about, you know, interaction with the players, uh, with the viewers and everything, with the chat and all that stuff, please consider subscribing. Uh, there's also the Twitch. Uh, TV, the Amazon Prime subscription. If you mouse over right here, there will be a blue, actually it's right about here, there'll be a blue button that you can use your Amazon Prime if you have not used that yet. And then uh, donations, bits, all that stuff, very much appreciated. My goal this year is to try to get to 250 subs by the end of June. We'll see if I can actually get there. But again, I am going to be doing my job to also give you guys all the content that you feel like I deserve, that you know, that you feel like you're happy to donate to me to subscribe to my channel and stuff like that. I'm going to make sure it's worth your dollars and cents. So thank you guys for tuning in. For those of you on Twitch, don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. For those of you on YouTube, thank you for watching. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Chenzor Dynasty. My name is James Chen, your host here at twitch.tv slash jchenzor. You have reached the Ask Jay Chenzor portion of the day. We just finished talking about Dragon Ball Fighters Season 3. And now we're just going to do a little bit of Q&A here with some uh, people in the chat here. If you want to ask me anything related to the Dragon Ball Fighter stuff, my opinion on things, or just comment on that, I will talk to you guys about that. Uh, otherwise, uh, just ask me anything that you want. Ask me anything that you want. I had a highlighted message here, I believe, from Darth Protoman. He says... Theory, how about if the tournament is just an excuse for Capcom to show something else? 
We're talking about the MVC2 20-year anniversary tournament. After all, it's Marvel vs. Capcom 2 to celebrate 20th anniversary at EVO 2020. Uh, wouldn't this be the perfect time to announce a Marvel vs. Capcom 4 or something like that? Uh, basically, I'm going to say don't bet on it and don't set yourself up for it. Uh, I really doubt it. I super, super doubt it that it's some sort of crazy setup for future announcements on some crazy Marvel. No, dude, just don't, don't, you know, where's my Hawkeye, you know, gift? Don't, don't give me hope, you know, like, don't do it to yourself. Don't do it to yourself. It's Marvel. It's Marvel. I really doubt there's going to be any... Marvel vs. Capcom 4 or anything like that. So, uh, I have not talked about the Grand Blue OS issue going around. There is obviously this new tech, well, tech that's existed in a lot of other games, but in this one, exacerbated by the fact that it's got a block button, that the block button doesn't affect pre block animations, but while you're in neutral or while you're actually blocking, the block button will trigger stuff. Well, what people found out is if you hold the block button, it locks out other buttons so you can't do anything. So what you can do is you can do supers or specials by hitting the block button at the same time as your button. This is how I understand it works. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. But if you do a special move and hit the block button at the same time as you do something, the block button overrides everything else and you do nothing. However, if someone does an attack and you go into pre-block animation, then the block button doesn't work and your button press actually triggers stuff. So you can poke at someone, do a move, hit the buttons, and if they counterattack, you automatically super them, for example. Or if you have a down special move, uh, so you can low block and do, and that has invincibility, you can actually just smack them for free. If they don't counterattack, you don't do anything. So there's kind of like this proximity guard OS thing uh, that has existed in other games uh, before. Uh, this is going to get patched out. I, I have no doubt this will get patched out pretty quickly. So I'm not even going to practice it. I'm not going to learn it. Uh, I'm not going to bother. It's probably going to go away pretty soon. Otherwise, the game is dead in the water. And if the game is dead in the water, uh, Gung Ho will be pretty mad. And I think they have the finances to be able to fix it and patch it pretty quickly. I don't think we're going to have to worry about uh, funding like we do for a lot of other fighting games when it comes to, uh, not gung-ho, Psy Games. Psy Games, my bad, wrong company. Psy Games, we don't have to worry about that because Psy Games, thanks to Grand Blue, uh, is rolling in the dough, rolling in the dough. So I don't think it's going to be too much of a problem. Do, you, do I think that MVCI, BB Tag, and Dragon Ball Fighters failed as tag games? Uh, no, actually, Makix. I actually think that, and, and please, uh, let me know if I'm pronouncing your username right or wrong, uh, Makix. I, I would really like to pronounce it correctly. Makikes or Makix or something like that. Um, I don't think so, because I think MVCI is a fantastic game. I think BB Tag is a fantastic game. I think DBFZ is a fantastic game. I think they all are really great games for their own reasons. And I like the fact that we're expanding the concept of what is a tag-based game, of a versus game, etc., etc. We don't just have the Marvel style. We have now this Blaze Blue Cross tag battle, which is just the wildest of wild. And then we have, for example, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is a very different different feeling game and uh, which is counter to what I was saying earlier but that's because I'm selfish because I just want to see a new mainstream Marvel game um, make it okay cool nice nice uh, and uh, like I said MVCI I've always thought is a fantastic game I think the game plays great biggest weakness of that was the roster and the graphics right that that killed it and and of course the the fan the fan vitriol to MVCI really ruined that game very early on starting with all of the shill factor that everybody felt like uh, a lot of the people who were enjoying the game were shilling the game so that really hurt the game a lot and the fact that there was no positivity around the game. Even the people who enjoyed the game couldn't talk about how they enjoyed the game because they were accused of shilling. You know, in some cases, some players, maybe they were shilling. But then there was a lot of players who genuinely just enjoyed the game, uh, like myself. And uh, people were like, no, da, 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 you're shill. And then that kind of just like 
destroyed it, to be honest with you. Uh, Khan says, The commentators had an interesting comment that three assists, making DBFZ more crazy like Marvel, will allow players like Chris G to challenge Goichi and Sonic Fox. What other players do you think might thrive with these gameplay changes? Cloud805? Probably will be able to start doing some serious damage all of a sudden in there. Uh, I wonder if it's a game that even maybe Justin would try to get into now. Uh, there's a lot of players who can get in there. Maybe Clockwork will try to jump into the game or something like that. There's a lot of potential uh, for people to try to get back in there. I don't know if it's too late because, again, we're living in this weird time where there's like 700 fighting games that are all amazing to play and it's hard to spread yourself too thin. But, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons why I want to make it a little more Marvel crazy because I want to bring back the Shady Ks and the Clockworks and the, you know, Chris May Matrix, Sanford Kellys, and these guys back to a Marvel-esque kind of game. I think it would be really, really cool to see. It, probably not going to happen, but I think it'll be cool. So do, do you think the game Grand Blue is worth $65 with 12 characters on it, even less characters than MVCI? MVCI had a lot of characters, so I don't even think that was a problem. Shoutouts to Suz Ladies Killer. Um... Uh, $65 for a one-player experience. It's got the whole RPG mode in there. It's got a lot of great uh, training stuff. It's got a lot of really good tutorials, a lot of good information, and it's only going to get expanded on, right? So it's only going to get more on there. Now, are they going to, like when Season 2 comes out, are they going to try to do what Street Fighter V does and they always offer package deals? Honestly, I don't think Capcom gets enough credit for how much they always make package deals every season, by every tournament you go to, here's a discount code for 50% off, you know, the game in season one. Here's a, oh, here's a arcade edition. Now you only cost $30 for the whole thing. Here's champion edition. Now it costs $30 for the whole thing. I really don't think Capcom gets enough credit for how financially kind they are to everybody who wants to get into the game, right? I tried to get, I tried to buy Dragon Balls on the, Dragon Ball Fighters on the Switch because I wanted to do some research and then I had to buy like two seasons of DLC I had to spend like almost a hundred dollars on that thing dude it was crazy so hmm crunch 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 I sorry um I think it's fine especially if uh, if side games is willing to do package deals like Street Fighter I think it'll be fine um would I rather have Tekken 7 Season 4 or Tekken 8? I kind of wouldn't mind having Tekken 7 Season 4 because I think Tekken 7's in a good place. I don't think we're quite ready for a Tekken 8 yet. Let's keep going on Tekken 7. Let's tweak it. And like I said, if they just throw in a giant system change loop in there or just do something a little bit crazy, I think it's fine. I think we can keep going with that. Uh, what EVO announcements are my predicting content-wise? Oh, that is, um, that's what I'm going to have to sit down and think about. <laughs> How could one go about getting into Marvel 2 in the year 2020? What a wonderful question. I have no idea. <laughs> I really have no idea. I hope someone in the chat actually knows that. Uh, yeah, Clock is not working on Power Rangers anymore. He left the company. Uh, he left the company, there you. Uh, Shady K is still there, but Clockwork has left. He's going on to try to do a bunch of different things. Uh, Water Kirby asks, am I hyped for Animal Crossing New Horizons? I have never played Animal Crossing before. Uh, and Suz Lady's Killer, you will get the attention that you want. You crave so much. Shout out to Suz Lady Killer. Suck my nuts, Suz Lady Killers. Says ladies killer. I know it's weird whenever I make the joke, whenever I have to tack on to the joke. Uh, uh, hope you know the inside joke. But uh, at some point in time, it'll get to the point where I can just tell everybody that. And I don't think it's going to have to worry about it. What's the schedule for what you're doing this year? No freaking clue. <laughs> Welcome to the world of commentary. We have no idea what we're doing until two weeks before events. That's the way it works. 
there's no official word on any event I'm doing. The only events that I'm probably guaranteed to do this year, the only one that I can purely, truly say that I'm 99.9% .9 certain I will do is the Classic Tetris World Championships. <laughs> Outside of that, nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed. So uh, this is the life of commentators. This is why it's hard being a commentator because you literally have no idea where your next paycheck is coming from uh, because you have no idea what events you're going to do. Um, I don't think there's going to be a Street Fighter 6 tease. I just, I just don't. I just don't. And I really kind of hope there isn't. Because I don't want them to ruin their own momentum with Street Fighter 5. I don't want them to tease Street Fighter 6. Uh, I don't want them to do that. So what are my thoughts on Smash Brothers Season 2 pass? Dirk the Daring, Kunio, Bomberman, those are the three characters that I want right now. I want them to keep expanding, not on their Nintendo roster, but on the classic video game icon character roster. I, Dirk the Daring would be sick. If they just made it so that he wasn't affected by light, lighting, so he always looked like a flat 2D cartoon, that would just be the sickest thing ever, dude. I think that'd be super cool. Goku is from an anime, so they're not going to add him to it. Uh, <laughs> actually, that's a great idea, Waifu Hunter. Then I could just be like, suck my nuts, blah, type in nuts, and then that's it. And then we're good. We're good to go at that point in time. Um, shoot. Uh, I wanted to do something like this. Uh, I forgot to do something. Hang on, let me see. Uh, MVC4, maybe? Uh, what else did I answer here? Oh, gosh. Uh, some people ask me, um, let's see, uh, Grand Blue OS, uh, Tag Games, uh, DBFZ Assists for Christia. Evo announcements, uh, how to get into MVC2, uh, Tekken 7 or Tekken 7 or 8. Just writing down all the stuff that I've talked about so it's easier for me to get the uh, information onto YouTube and stuff like that. Um, schedule for 2020 okay um well hype incarnate i mean it's not too bad right now it's just one month so it's just one month for grand blue fantasy versus it's not too bad but yeah don't expect a street fighter 6 tease just don't just don't just don't uh, Smash Season Pass 2. Uh, what happened to giveaways, huh? You know what, Mr. Friday? I need to get back into the giveaways, but... Ah, I, one of the parts that bothers me about the giveaways, and I, I'm going to be talking about this uh, a little bit more. Oh, my personal stream schedule. Oh, that, yeah, I'm going to keep going with the schedule that I set up uh, a while ago, so I'm going to keep going with that. But uh, the giveaways. So here's the thing about the giveaways that's uh, a little tricky for me. I've never limited it to country or anything like that. If you're in Europe and you won, I was willing to, to, to do that, etc., etc. What I found out, though, was that giveaways, especially sending to multiple countries, was very expensive. There was one time I did like a giveaway and I mailed out like five things. It cost me like over $100 to mail all that stuff out. It was a... Uh... <laughs> it's it's brutal. So I want to do giveaways, but I got to figure out a way to do giveaways uh, that don't destroy me. <laughs> In essence, so uh, I need to figure that out. I need to figure out how to do that properly. And again, if you want to ask me a question, make sure you type at jchenzor. Uh, Dawn of Morning asks, any tips on trying to create a community for a game? Specifically, I'd like to get competitive initial D arcade games groups together. That's really tough. Do you have, uh, do you have a 
arcade where you have easy access to it. If you want to create a community for a game, especially one like Initial D, which is probably only for the arcade, the key is to create a consistent schedule. You have to have a consistent schedule regardless of whether people show up or not. You just got to keep doing it. One week you may have two people, the next week you may have five people, the next week you may have eight people, back to two. But you have to keep doing it on the same day, at the same time, so people can on a whim go, hey, you know what, I'm free, I'm going to go do that gathering that's every week. Or they can be like, you know what, I really enjoy that, now I can plan my week around it. If they don't know if it's going to show up next week or whatever like that, they will plan other things and they will not be committed to it. The key to building any community is schedule and consistency. Schedule and consistency make yourself reliable to have that available as a gathering time. Uh, B Mikey P, my throat is hanging out just fine right now. So it just took me one night sleep. I'm good. A lot of com I mean, I used to lose my voice a lot during commentary. It just doesn't happen anymore. I've just gotten so like my my throat just like my throat is like Wolverine status these days. It's it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. <clears throat> SoCal only giveaways. <laughs> sure thing, Mr. Friday. <laughs> uh, regarding Street Fighter V, do I think more characters should be added? That is a really tricky question, uh, Water Kirby, because obviously new characters breathe life into the game, and it's very cool to get new characters, especially when they actually turn out interesting, right? So last season, Honda, Poison, and Lucia have, were all fantastic additions. Gil is just wildly awesome and creative, and Seth actually looks really sick. I can't wait for Seth. I can't believe I'm excited for Seth. Like, I thought Seth was the most boring, stupid character ever, and when I heard it was rumors that it was going to be Seth, I was like, oh, God, what? And then I saw Seth, and I'm like, Whoa, that character looks cool. Like, obviously that breathes life in the game. However, Street Fighter V has a crap ton of characters, which makes it very hard for people to learn the game. If you are going to be adding more characters, then I honestly do think Street Fighter V needs to set up some sort of guide on how to fight the characters. There is that little bit of thing where they tell you kind of what the characters do a little bit. I don't think anybody knows it exists. I didn't even know it existed for a while. I actually didn't even see it. I didn't even know, I've never tried it. I don't even know what information is in there, but they need to do something more with that. And what they need to do is they need to build it into training mode. When you pick an opponent as a training mode character, every character should just come with 10 scenarios to defend against them. like. Block this or get away from this. Here's the mix-up they're going to do. Here's the kind of tricks that they're going to try. Here's the re reset that they're going to do to you. Learn these kind of things. And it needs to be in training mode. It needs to be somewhere that people naturally go to already, not put into a tutorial section. That's one of the keys to the future of tutorials in fighting games is to not build a tutorial section, but to have tutorials be a part of everything that already exists. When you play online, it should give you tutorials. When you're playing in training mode, it should give you tutorials, etc., etc. And if they can kind of fill that out a little bit, it might make it helpful. If they can do something like that, start adding more characters because we definitely need more characters, right? There needs just to be a menu option where you're like, see all plus moves. And you go click it and then with the character that you've loaded in training mode, it'll just be like, here's a plus move, here's a plus move, here's a plus move, here's a plus move. And then they just show you the values and stuff like that. You know, that's the kind of thing I feel like they need to do. Now that's tricky because if they program it badly, whenever they change a character's frame data, suck my nuts, Water Kirby 1964. If they ever change the frame data, then they need to change that information. Unless it's automated, unless there's a way that it automatically goes and finds what the frame data is and generates what shows up in that list programmatically. If they do that, then it's good. If they're manually putting in the moves that are plus and minus and stuff like that, and so whenever they change the frame data, they have to do it themselves, that's a problem. That is a problem. So it really just depends on how they want to do it. But 
Uh, of course, I want more characters. Of course, I want more characters. But it's just very, very hard to implement. Uh, I still super wish every fighting game allowed players to pick DLC characters in training mode exclusively. That would be sick. That would actually be really, really cool. Uh, I don't know how they could get away with that. Make it so that if you pick them, you could never set them to human. Like, you just can't set them to human. You could set them to record, but you can't set them to human to limit what you can do, maybe. I don't know. There's just, like, not a lot of good ways around there. Oh, actually, it was B. Mikey P. who gifted the sub to Water Kirby. So, suck my nuts, B. Mikey P. Um... So yeah, uh, let's see here. Uh, just have an opt-in limited roster mode, which limits both players to eight or you know characters until people are ready for the full roster. You can do something like that as well. There's just got to be a lot of ways to do that. You know, there's got to be a lot of ways for people to uh, set it up so that you can have a way to learn the characters. Even if you limit the roster, that doesn't help you. Cause if you go online, does that limit you who you fight against? Right? You don't want to do that. Cause then you might not even run into anybody. You might have a really hard time finding any matches online. Um, never thought of that you can let people mess with dlc characters through ginyu body swap i have never even thought of that consider my mind blown <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> that's awesome oh man there's got to be a way to do it there's got to be a way to do it properly there's got to be a way you know what you could do actually what you could do and this is actually probably pretty easy to implement is for the characters that you don't have on DLC, give you an hour limit on them, a 30-minute limit per day. Whenever you get to the next day, whenever the server does its day reset, whenever it decides to change days, that time resets, and you can use the character again for another hour. So you can test a few things for a while, but once that hour's up, the character's gone. So even if you do use the character in versus mode, you only get him for an hour and you can't do much with him, right? So if you just do something like that, I think that would actually be kind of cool. I think that would be kind of neat. Um... Uh, when's next Teppin stream? I've gotten to A3 now, anime lover, and I've, I've been doing it with uh, Forrigan still, just because I've been too lazy to decide what new deck that I want to set up. But I got to A3, so I'm doing okay. If you make them free in training mode, then they're essentially free for offline, kind of. Because then people can play back and forth, set it to human, set all the rules to the regular round rules, and you can kind of get, like, a lot of experience with the characters. And I think that's what they're just trying to avoid, to be honest with you. Um, it's probably why. Uh, give a preview week to everyone before the actual launch. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that. There's, there's a lot of options that they can do, so uh, for sure, for sure. <coughs> Um, I'm genuinely concerned for people on a budget who have to spend money to lab against characters. It's rough. It is. It's absolutely rough. And fighting games are really, really kind of unfortunate the way that that actually is set up. There, there needs to be better ways to do that so that you can train against characters without having to buy all this new season pass stuff because that stuff adds up quickly. Or the companies just have to be good like Capcom and just constantly discount all of their uh, season passes with codes. And, and I like the way Capcom does it because you'll see those if you watch the tournaments, right? Now they just need to add that to their freaking game, right? While you're playing the freaking game, a little notification announcement should pop up and say, go watch this stream for a coupon code for season blah. Like, <laughs> why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do that? Man. How would I react if a new Punch-Out game were to have guest characters like Balrog, Dudley, and Steve? That would actually be hilarious. That would actually be cool. I mean, technically, Mike Tyson was a guest character. 
right? I mean, if you think about it. Uh, but that would be hilarious. And in fact, uh, Punch-Out on the Wii had Donkey Kong in it. So they had guest characters already as well. Fight Money was a weird situation. So Fight Money, obviously the game was created with the idea of being free to play. You could totally tell that the game was probably supposed to be free to play for like 80% of its development. And then all of a sudden they changed their mind at the end. Then when they had already established Fight Money to get characters for free, probably too many people were actually getting characters for free and they weren't making any money as a result. So they had to completely tweak the way that Fight Money works. It's such a disastrous kind of system right now. I almost would rather just have them take it away <laughs> and just be like, look, we're sorry this didn't work here, you know, or something. I don't know. It's just that uh, it's not a very good system to be honest with you. And, and the way Fight Money worked out really does kind of make me sad. So yeah, PC players could cheat to get Fight Money. It's actually true. There was a lot of exploits out there. Uh, but welcome to the PC. <laughs> welcome to the PC, which is actually an argument for and against PC Master Race for gaming. <laughs> You know, if you're the kind of person that likes exploiting that stuff, it's a good thing. If you're someone who's empathetic to developers, it's a bad thing. So, uh, it's, it's a weird situation. Um, yeah, they, they really needed to do a lot more with the fight money or figure out better ways for you to gain fight money, like in versus mode, in rank mode. Like, rank mode shouldn't have been... Uh, that little fight money that you gain. I, I don't know if you should be rewarded for the like the higher ranks you are or anything like that, or because then you can smurf it, you can uh, rank boost people and stuff. Like, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> Zenny. <laughs> Zenny. Uh, fight money is so hard to grind for because they realized that if fight money was easier to grind for, they can't make any more money on Street Fighter V, right? Because that's the thing is they do offer all those discount packages. So few people are buying Street Fighter V now as a new product. They're not getting the base for people to continue spending more money. So that's why they keep creating the costumes and stuff like that because it costs them money to keep developing these characters. And they're not making any money off of game sales, not not by any stretch of the imagination. So they have to figure out a way to do it. So season passes, costumes, etc., etc., stages, they have to bait people into buying money. Otherwise, they can't keep developing these things. There's, it's 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 not working out. I don't think the same way that a lot of other games are, like you know, MOBAs, where people just buy costumes because it's just part of the nature of you know, having these games and spending money and, you know, whales out there, they, they, there's not enough content in the game for whales to fund the people who don't spend money, right? There needs to be more of a whale factor in Street Fighter V. There needs to be more completely superfluous things that cost ridiculous amounts of money and just costumes and stuff and all these weird things that you can buy in the game so that people who have too much money can just be like, oh, I'm going to buy everything because I love this game. Uh, they don't have the whale factor. A lot of these other games uh, require whales to fund the game, right? So I play Final Fantasy Record Keeper on my phone all the time. Um... I have basically never spent any money on this game, but I know people who have spent lots of money on this game. Lots of money on this game. Same thing for Teppin. I basically have never really spent money on Teppin. I know people who have spent lots of money on Teppin, right? And same thing with League of Legends. There are those guys out there who just spend all the money and they fund the other people. These games, free-to-play games, are designed so that the few basically sponsors the many. It's very socialist. But, you know, uh, the thing about it is that Street Fighter V is not set up that way properly. Honestly, it's just not set up that way. And so, unfortunately, they don't have a system by which the whales can fund everyone. And in fact, even things like the Champion Edition being released with all the costumes hurts their own money-earning capability from whales out there. So... Uh, I've always wanted an across-the-board, multi-game, possi possibly mobile-enabled Zenny account for gameplay achievements unlocks across all Capcom games. So you could invest across their catalog, then spend how you see fit. Do you think something like that could ever work? That's a fantastic idea, B. Mikey P. 
I think that's great. I think that's a great idea. Oh, yeah, they had Zenny before. They had Zenny as the premium currency, but they took that away, which was weird because that was a way for people to buy, spend their actual money on things. And I don't know. It's like the whole thing is, I don't know, the whole thing is just kind of weird. It's weird. There just needs to be better ways for Capcom to make money. But honestly, one of the most important things is having the ability for whales to fund everybody else. That is how the free market, that is how free to play market works. And it's a lot of the things that ja Japan doesn't grasp, right? Uh, except, I don't know, Final Fantasy Record Keeper seems to be doing great. I haven't seen any slowdown on that game. They've never stopped making content. It seems like people still keep getting into it, playing it, and everything like that. So it seems to be pretty successful uh, so far. But that's the whole idea, right? You need to have, if you're setting up a free-to-play model, you need to set up a model by which people who have money can spend all the money on you. It's a, the way that it works now is that people, this, this I felt like was exposed by Kickstarter. There are people who have money who are willing to spend a lot of money to help support such a thing. The whole idea of supply and demand and finding the proper price point where the X's connect is a very outdated, archaic philosophy now. Sales should be based off of what people are willing to give you because now things can be sold digitally so now that you can actually process that. You don't have to have one price point across every store anymore. You can just say, hey, here's, that's why you have collector's editions for a lot of things. Collector's editions are a way to exploit this kind of model, but this model needs to be expanded and become kind of the majority of how people do things in the world now, you know, for goods, not for food, for example, but for goods. When you buy something, there should always be different price points for it. Should be the base price point that you get all the bases and then here's all the stuff with all these crazy things. But you need to give people a ton of options. That doesn't work for brick and mortar stores. That's the problem. Brick and mortar stores cannot survive on this concept because then they would need three of every tier, but they can't be guaranteed which one they're going to sell, etc., etc. So that's a problem. Gaming doesn't need to fall into that category because gaming is such a digital medium now that we could definitely go into more of the Kickstarter model uh, so that whales can actually support uh, video games. Um, and I truly believe that's the way to go. I really honestly believe that's the way to go. Um... What about an SF game, possibly an RPG used to financially facilitate SF core on the back end? Are you talking about Grand Blue Fantasy Versus B, Mikey P? Because if you beat the RPG mode in Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, you apparently get a code for like hundred, two hundred, $300? Someone even said $500 worth of like uh, currency for Grand Blue Fantasy on mobile. <laughs> like... The people who play the mobile game will buy the fighting game to beat the RPG mode to get all the free stuff for the actual game. Apparently that's a thing for the game. So there you go. So apparently that already exists for this. And so yeah, I mean Games is already doing a lot of very smart things with this. A lot of very, very smart things with this. Free. Um, yeah, see, you did that for Heroes of the Storm just to get a skin for Overwatch. It's a smart thing to do. If they did that, that would actually be pretty genius. If you bought Devil May Cry and it gave you a bunch of fight money for Street Fighter V, that would, man, Capcom needs to figure, they need to get on the ball for this, dude. <laughs> the problem is if they do that, well, see, all the people who buy Devil May Cry who don't care about Street Fighter will sell their codes to people who do. And technically, all there's enough of people who buy Devil May Cry who don't care about Street Fighter that it probably could hurt their sales on Street Fighter stuff. So that might not be the best idea. That might not be the best idea. There's probably a decent way to make it work, but discounts, discount, right? Buy Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry comes with a code that is, uh, you know, like you get $50 worth of fight money for $10, right? 
then the person's spending $10. Then you are, then Capcom's at least making the $10 for that fight money or Zenny if they ever brought it back and stuff like that. I think that would be kind of interesting way to do it. That might be an alternate way to do it. Um... <clears throat> You also got level 20 or 30 on Mortal Kombat Mobile to get the Injustice Scorpion skin for MKX. See, there you go. So there's a lot of things they could do, a lot of things to consider and for them to try out. So, In any case, uh, if there's no more questions, I'm going to go ahead and call it an end for this Ask J. Chenzor section. However, if you want to play some Grand Blue Fantasy Versus with me, God, I can't even do that because I have to finish the training mode stuff. All right, I'm going to switch over to Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. You get to watch me do the tutorial so I can unlock lobbies. So I can unlock lo online mode. So, um... <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, that is definitely one aspect of what Psy Games did that I am not in approval of. There should have just been an option that says, yes, I know how to play fighting games, go. And you just can go there. Anytime you lock something like that behind there, you just need to have that option that says, yes, I do this, let me access things. And if I'm lying, well, I'm only hurting myself. They should definitely always put that option in for every time you try to lock things behind. Like, if you did have a limited roster for people, there should just be an option that says, open up the whole roster. Yes, I know what I'm getting into. So, anyways, um, let's go ahead and call it a night here for the Ask J. Chenzer. Thank you guys for tuning in on YouTube. If you are watching this, make sure you follow and subscribe to Ultra Chen TV. TV on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash TV. Uh, you know what? Give me your ideas on how you feel like you could make, uh, you know, fight money and stuff like that work or an idea that people could whale themselves on for fighting games in the comments below. Make sure to give me a thumbs up. And if you guys are here on Twitch, don't go anywhere. I'll be back with some Grand Blue Fantasy Versus after a break and some ads. Thank you guys for tuning into the Chenzor Dynasty here on twitch.tv slash jchenzor. My name is James Chen, and I'll see you guys in a bit.